0: Fathers shall not be put to death for the children, neither shall the children be put to death for the fathers. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. Adam's story about the journey through Argentina touches upon a dark history that hides in plain sight, within the very fabric of a person's DNA, or just simply with a picture upon a farmer's wall.
1: About 10 years ago, 2007 into 2008, um, I spent... 14 months travelling through the Americas, started in New York, um, worked my way down through the United States, staying with various family members, um, and then went down through Central America, crossed into South America, travelled down to the bottom of South America, to kind of Tierra del Fuego, um, and then travelled back up. On the way down, um, I was travelling with my girlfriend at the time, Alex, um, and particularly in Argentina and Chile, we did a lot of like hitchhiking and things like that. Um, one of the things we were really keen to do is to hitchhike on this road called Ruta Forty
0: or right. Ruta 40 in What Spanish. was it? What was it famous like, it, um, It's kind famous of famous
1: of the kind of I guess it's like the South American equivalent of like Route Sixty Nine. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. In, in the United States, it's a, it runs basically the entire length of Argentina from the kind of northern right. border up near okay. um, Bolivia down right through down to the bottom we didn't travel all of it and um, the section we did was um, we started in a place called um, Perito Moreno um, which right. is a small town <laughs> um, yeah, yeah yeah no one's ever heard of it do you, like,
0: do you speak like, by the way do you like do you speak Spanish I or? speak a little bit of Spanish yeah oh, right,
1: um, cool. I mean I learned Spanish while I was there and then afterwards I dated a Spanish girl for five years oh, <laughs> oh happy
0: days so, <laughs> oh yeah, just, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: makes learning the language yeah. a lot yeah. easier um, well. so yeah when we So we were hitchhiking down this road, and we were really keen to do it because we really liked, really like wild, isolated places. Yeah. Um, And this section of the road that we wanted to travel is about as wild and isolated (laughs) as you can get. Most definitely. Yeah. So we. It's all right. Yeah. So we. we started off um, in this town called um, Puerto Moreno. Um, there's a famous glacier in Argentina yeah. called the Puerto Moreno Glacier, which is a completely different place. I only know that because I just looked on Google Maps yeah, to remind yeah. myself. But anyway, so we started in this town called Puerto Moreno. Um, it was yeah. the kind of there. It was springtime, just about to go into summer, which confuses me because you're south of the equator. Yeah. is the opposite. To you um. Right. yeah. Um, and so. We got to this town, we took a bus to this town and we waited by the roadside for hours and hours and there was hardly any traffic and a lot of the traffic, yeah. whatever traffic was coming, wasn't stopping. But we'd done a lot of hitchhiking by this
0: point so we were
1: okay with that. You, know, Understandably,
0: you, just, you like Yeah and
1: you just have to wait it out and eventually when a ride comes it comes. Um, and then eventually this guy, I guess he must have been in his like 50 or 60s, turned up in um, I remember it really vividly, like a red pickup truck. Yeah. Um, and he said, "Yeah, I'll give you a lift." The next town along the road, which is probably about 100 kilometers, so like 60 miles, yeah. um, was a place called Bajo Caracoles. Um, and he was like, um, "I can take you as far as Bajo Caracoles, and yeah. then I'm going to turn off and go okay. somewhere else, go to where I live." So we were like, "Yeah, that's all, oh, no worries." So we started going along in the car. Um, our Spanish wasn't great, obviously he didn't speak any English, but you yeah. can kind of basically make yourself uh, make yourself understood. Um, so we started going along, um, and you're in this kind of like really empty wasteland. Um, yeah. The road we're going on is just like, it's almost like a gravel road going through this. It's not a desert, but it's right. a wasteland, and then off into the, well, I guess would be the east is this big range of mountains you can see in the far off distance. Yeah. So we're going yeah. down that road. Um, and the wind starts, like, battering the car. I and mean, it's, like, battering yeah. the car so hard. You can't even have a conversation. It's so loud as the wind's, like, smashing right. into the car. Um, and after a bit longer, this,
0: like, kind of snow blizzard starts to come in and the car's Blizzle? getting, like, getting... That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I think as well, you know, you, what you don't associate with, sort of, uh, the South, you know, South America is obviously, like, if you've never been there, you must automatically seen the land of sunshine. Yeah. But it's... it's it, you, you, you were travelling... Was it, like, a... Uh, like a mountainous desert area, was it? Yeah. You were in? So we're basically we were the road runs quite close
1: to the border with Chile, um, right? And okay. the, basically the border with Chile is made up as, of the Andes Mountains. Right. So you imagine okay. they start up in kind of um in like Colombia and uh, and Peru and yeah. things like that, and then they come all the way down. And by the time you're getting down there, they're becoming very rocky, quite high bits of it, quite high altitude, yeah. quite a lot of snow in the mountains. Yeah. Where we were, other than the blizzard, there wasn't snow on the ground. Yeah but yeah very mountainous um, so this blizzard's coming in and it's like hammering the car and the guy who's driving us is giving us a lift is saying to us where are you going to stay tonight and we're like I don't know, we'll, we'll probably just camp somewhere you know he's looking out the car windows the snow's like battering the car. And coins like, are you sure and we're like yeah. yeah yeah it's fine no worries you know we do this quite a lot we're yeah. we're okay with that so we're driving along and and we get to Bajo Caracoles, and Bajo Caracoles looks like a town from like a Mad Max film. I don't know if you've right. Right those films, it's, oh, like, right? <laughs> it's not a town as you would imagine it, it's yeah. basically like a kind of petrol station in the yeah. middle of this like mountainous yeah. desert. Are, are um, they,
0: were there like, like, the farmers who lived there, or just yeah, just... yeah, so basically there'd be little farms dotted around, right. but because the land is so
1: unproductive essentially, yeah. um, it's not like, it's not like when you go to farms around here and it's like rolling green <laughs> yeah, fields and things yeah. like that. Like it's fr- farmed f- with absolute and <laughs> soil. Like yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. And you know, and each farm covers like a huge amount of yeah. land. Um, and occasionally, I remember you'd come to like signs that would mark like the border between one farm and another. Yeah. And there'd be signs that would be like, no trespassing, no hunting, yeah, yeah. no fishing, no things like that. And you'd look around and you'd be like, what is there that you could possibly <laughs> want to do? <Yeah. laughs> like, why would you come here to do any of yeah, those things? Yeah. There's nothing here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get to this place, Baco Caracoles, um, and the blizzard's kicking in, and it's looking like not the sort of place yeah. you could stay, and so the guy says to us, who's driving us, he's like, look, um, I live 80 kilometres off the side of this road on my yeah. farm, and um, if you want, you can come, you can stay on my farm tonight, and in the morning, I'll drive you back to here, and you can hitch yeah. on a little bit further, and we were like... Absolutely. Given the yeah. options of there's no camping really in this weird. blizzard, um, we'll go and have that. And certainly, like what Alex and I were looking for when we were travelling is that like, we wanted to adventure, um, and we yeah. wanted to like meet people from the countries that we were visiting, yeah. you know, and get a sense of their, like the culture and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and so we were like, great, this ticks all the boxes. Plus, we yeah. get a warm bed for the night, and I think yeah. it had probably been three or four weeks since we'd slept in a bed I and mean, we've, right. we've been like rough camping the whole time, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, boss, yeah, we'll go we'll go with you and do yeah. that. So he drives us eight kilometres down this road and by the time we get there, it's pitch black, it's nighttime. Yeah. Um and so we don't understand exactly what's going on, but he's just like you can come and stay yeah. with me. So we get Wait, this.
0: At, this, at this point were you, were you worried or? not at all no, not no. at all I mean it, no. was,
1: it was definitely it was all very friendly he seemed like a nice guy I mean yeah. the language was a slight barrier I mean like I said, we could speak a bit of Spanish yeah. enough to get by but not really to have like proper deep conversations yeah. um, and he was perhaps not very talkative but very friendly and amiable yeah. so there was no no sense of any threat I think or Hollywood's like got
0: a lot to answer for to be honest like especially with like you, you know was it Wolf Creek for example oh my god have you ever seen that film no. Anyway, no. Check it out, so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you would have watched Wolf Creek before that, then you would have kind of been like, uh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. No, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's all right. No worries.
1: So, um, so yeah, we get to um, we get to this farm in the middle yeah. of the night, and we go with him into this like hut, and there's just three other guys there who are clearly three generations of the same family, right, like so a dad right. and two sons, um, and you can see on the pictures all on the walls there all these pictures of like, it's hard to describe that, they were horse farmers um, and they do these kind of, take part in these like horse trial competitions. Um, And there's all pictures of like the horse trials on the walls and things like that. Um, we sit in this room with the guy who's picked us up and these three other guys, and one of them's in his 60s, and then there's a guy probably in his 40s, and then there's a younger one. Um, and we basically sit in this room with them for about three or four hours, and they feed us, and all the time, they're talking. And the people that are mainly talking is, like, the guy who picked us up and the guy in his 40s. And yeah. the guy in his 40s was this, like fantastic character I mean he was like yeah. the life and soul of the room he was the one who yeah. all of the talking and things like that um, me and my girlfriend Alex these people speak with really thick accents Right. imagine right. So a okay, like, yeah. foreigner who's learnt a bit of English comes to Liverpool Scotty. goes to Scotty Road goes to Scotty <laughs> Road yeah. and yeah. like I've learned English and I don't know what these people are speaking with <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly like that so people yeah. with these people have really thick accents we don't understand yeah. anything and basically we just sit there um, and listen to these guys talking about yeah whatever they're talking about um, and like at one point there there's no electricity in this place so they put on this like gas powered lamp which casts this like really amazing like yeah. yellow light yeah. into the room and their shadows are cast on the wall and we're sat there and like the main guy is like talking loads and he's like this really amazing character and we eat with them and then we have a few drinks and yeah. then like there's one point where the main guy like not the guy who gave us the lift but the guy who lives in this hut is like smoking a cigarette and chewing on a toothpick at the same time without using <laughs> any of his hands. like, this, this dude is amazing. Like. Yeah. And so we sat there for a while, um, and then eventually it comes time to go to bed, and the guys yeah. picked us up. I think his name was Alejandro. So yeah. Alejandro says, "Right now we'll go to we'll go to sleep. You come with me to my house." And so we couldn't see any of the farm because it's all in the dark. Right. right. Okay. And so we go to his house, and so what we work out is that he um. He's the guy who owns the farm and yeah. he lives in the farmhouse. And these three other guys are his like farm employees, right? So and okay. they live in this other little hut, right? So we go to we go to the farmhouse. Uh, he puts us in his spare room, which has like a proper bed in it and things yeah. like that. We've not slept in a proper bed for weeks, so we're like,
0: boom, this is yes, amazing. Get it, it. get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh, we go to bed. Um, and in the morning we get up, and he's like, "Right, I've got to go." Where well, he says, "I've got to go and do something, um, and then I'll come back later." And all yeah. our bags, our backpacks, which is basically our entire lives, are like in the back. In of these bun. bags, yeah, definitely. And he drives off in his pickup truck with our bags in it, oh. and he's gone for like three or four hours. And so, like, after a while, we're a bit like, "Let's get a bit worried. Like, where, where's he gone?" Yeah. Um, and so. While he's gone, we've got nothing to do, yeah. um, and so we just like have a little not snoop around his house, but I you was know, wandering around his house,
0: and then. Oh, on sorry. What was his house like, by the way? It, 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 like, cause you went to like the shack. And...
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like a kind of like how you'd imagine a farmhouse. It's all on one floor. Yeah, and it's kind of wood I guess of these are vague memories now it yeah. was ten years ago so I am struggling but and it had like a kind of kitchen with like an old style like range crooker like a yeah. hogger in it um, and then maybe two or three bedrooms and then like a living room and things right. like that okay. um, and then we just just like in the living room and I look on the wall and on the wall in his living room he's got all these like six by four colour photos, right? And in one of the photos there's a house that looks like a kind of like alpine chalet, shall we say? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, okay. And so you're looking on the picture and there's this like alpine chalet and then out the front of the alpine chalet is this Huge Nazi banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? And so it's like you know when you watch the old war yeah. films, and it's like one of the big, long rectangular ones that's like hanging down, and it's all red. So it was, this old oh, folks, it wasn't just some memorabilia or something. I, I, it looked. I mean, you don't know, but. You don't. <laughs> It looked, pretty, yeah. it looked pretty authentic. Yeah. I mean, he didn't strike. It wasn't like you went into his house and yeah. it was all covered in Nazi banners. It seemed like this was like a yeah. kind of okay. m- family memento, for want of a better word. Right. And so okay. you just see this colour photo of this like alpine house with this huge unfurled Nazi banner, you know, and it's like, it's like some of those big long rectangular ones. A rectangular hanging down. It's all red, and then it's got like the white circle with the black swastika like, yeah. banging in the middle And it. So see, looking at that. And no mistake on like, that. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: what, what am I looking at here? Yeah. Um, and then your mind starts to think, right? And so this guy is like, it must be, like I say, in his 50s or 60s. Yeah. He's like, blonde haired, grey, but you can see that his hair right. is blonde. Blue eyed. Right. Right. Okay. And you're suddenly thinking, like, you start doing the maths, don't you? And you're like, well, the Second World War was about, what, 60, 70 years yeah. ago. And so, you start to think and you're suddenly like, maybe this guy is like the son of like a Nazi war yeah. criminal yeah, and, yeah. and you know after the Second World War a lot of Nazis escaped to South America yeah. because they have a big already existent like German immigrant populations Yeah,
0: the, the Rat Lines was one of the things like I've been looking at as well it was kind of like you had um, you know after post-World War Two, you, you had the Rat Lines which ran through places like you know fa- fascist Spain you know you had like Franco and people like that and um, they basically got them all through there, yeah. and uh, like you just as you just said, there was a large German population there. Anyway, um, something else I also looked at as well is like which I I just had no idea. Um, the especially Argentina it was as well. They they modeled them, they like army, uh, modelled themselves on um, like French sort of military. If, before World War One, and then post World War One, we sort of went with a more Prussian
1: right. outlook towards it as well. Yeah.
0: So then, basically, you know, that's all like um, all these German soldiers and military training, all these like um, the, like the armies in Argentina, especially Argentina, Chilean places like that. So we were very ingrained. I had no idea about this. Like, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. Very ingrained with it. Like, oh, sorry, I'm just I'm just putting in there. No, but, you no, know, no, not at all. Um, and
1: so, yeah, and so you might, like I say, your mind starts t- working over it, and you're like, yeah, yeah it'd be about the right age to that you could have been born in the kind of yeah. late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. You know, um, if you were a Nazi and you wanted to escape yeah. Europe and not be found, you couldn't yeah. get a more isolated place than the place that we're in. It's a vast area as well. It's a vast area. That I mean, yeah. like, on that 80 kilometre road that we took from the turning at Baco yeah. Colas to where he lived didn't see any other houses, no. you know. Um so you could imagine that there's not many houses around. Um there's already that kind of existing German population there. Um and so you're suddenly like, oh, yeah fucking hell. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah, the what, what the fuck? Just not not what I was expecting yep. when I stayed in this farmhouse. I'm like, Do you have these pictures on the wall? and I really wanted to take a photo of it but I had that thing where you're like I don't know where he is he could turn up at any time what do you do Yeah, you don't want to be caught taking a picture of that because you don't know what his relationship to that is whether he even knows what any of that means or is um
0: Oh, it must be the norm um, for him, though. You I mean, know, you grew up with that, and you don't know any different. because right, like, you know, you, you look at the history of Argentina. You have—is um, it Juan Perón? He was an absolute—he was like a, a fascist, the yeah, fascist yeah, fascist. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of like you, you live in that sort of society. They're not going to see anything wrong with that whatsoever. Mm. You know? Who knows? I mean, who knows? But yeah, so I was a bit
1: kind of stunned by that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then it was like, how, how can you find out more about this in this yeah. situation? But obviously you don't want to do want to push things.
0: Really? <laughs> what's that? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and you certainly didn't want to tackle the situation head on. Um, and so yeah, we were like on this guy's farm for another two or three hours, waiting for him to yeah, come yeah. back. Um, and eventually he did come back. Um, and then he was like, right, I'll I'll take you to the turning. I'll take you back to where Butterball Caracolos and drop you off. Um, and so we got back in the car with him, and I was thinking to myself, right, oh, I need to like, do some yeah. kind of like, soft investigation on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'll be honest, it wasn't very hardcore investigation that I did, but yeah, we were in the car and I was like, so mate, do you know, like, um, do you speak any other languages? Like, do you speak any English? And he was like, no, no English. And I was like, I don't know, what about, like, french or maybe german or yeah, something yeah. like that and he was like no 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 other languages um and then yeah basically he drove us back and he was like are you sure you're gonna be all right like ham- like from yeah. here and he was like you know yeah. there's not many cars around you know like, yeah. chances of getting a lift are yeah. pretty slim and we were like no no it's fine don't worry you know we do yeah. this kind of thing all the time okay. it's all good and so he takes us to bajo caracoles he drops us off and yeah. he's like see you later have a good trip and yeah. then we're like by the side of the road for like 10 minutes Another car comes along yeah. and they pick us up and off and we, we went. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't
1: think these guys I think these guys are yeah. petrol engineers, but yeah oh, well, it just it just picked us up and off we went, you know. And like, yeah. in terms of that trip, I mean I did lots of like adventurous things on that trip, but in terms yeah. of like mad experiences like
0: that, that, um, I think that the race up there with them. Yeah, definitely. And it's just like not not what you expect at all or anything. No, you definitely to see. definitely not like a thing you know you know, when you first told me about what it was about, um, I was kind of like, right, you know, it's just, that's mad, you know, it's just kind of dead unusual sort of thing that you, you you, you without, without a shadow of a doubt, chances are you, you've ended up in like a, <laughs> the son of a Nazi's house or something yeah, like I that. And, and it's just like, but the thing, the thing is as well though, if you actually like go through the history of it and read through it, it's just like, it, that would be the absolute norm. In Argentina as well, like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, it, 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 I, their history is so intertwined with German culture as well. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it, you know, you, it would be no surprise, you know, I, when you, when you were going through that story with me, I was like, oh my God, don't tell me that he's going to be, it's going to be like some sex dungeon or something yeah, yeah, like no, that. No, no, it yeah. was all really
1: innocent in the end. Yeah. I mean, for me, what was really curious about it is it left so many kind of, like, unanswered questions, it's you know? yeah. also just kind of, like, you had this thing that yeah. it felt like that's what it was, but yeah. you don't know, and it's not really a sort of thing that you can tackle head on to find out no. what's going on, and I think as well, it's like, for people of our generation, I don't know about you, but I'm 35, like, any connection that we have to the war is a very tenuous connection you know maybe yeah. our grandparents fought in the war or you yeah. know bits of war history from stuff that you learn in secondary school yeah. But it's very unlikely that people of our generation will ever have a kind of like visceral personal connection with something no. that shapes so much of 20th century
0: of history and culture you know and yeah. well, we look and through the lens go. we look through the lens of like we, especially in this country as well, like you know, um, we look through the lens of World War Two as winners and losers. Yeah. You know, for the evil, right and wrong, it, it's very black and white. Yeah. in Those things, whereas you know, when you actually look, you know, when you actually look in, in, into the history of World War Two, you, you you forget. Well, it's not that you forget. It's just that we're not that educated on. You know how far and how intertwined it was in other nations sorts of histories, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's just, it's just crazy, like, yeah, I mean, you I know, it was more that it was just, it was just yeah. crazy, you know, the all the is, random places you could be for something like that to happen I, th- is, like, I totally think nice. why, yeah, well, I don't know, but why you may have been so amenable to you, A couple yeah. got blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your fair hair as well, hair, yeah. yeah. Fair, he's seen you and he's probably went, oh,
1: bad. And my girlfriend Alex at the time, she was blonde and blue eyed as well, you know. You know so what? Yeah. You know, it's
0: Cliff into place. <laughs> you know what? He's probably, he's probably felt on a bound for his father. He's being like this alien master to help out other aliens. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've called you an alien. Yeah, yeah nice
1: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> No, I mean, but yeah. I don't know about that, you know. I mean, but for me, like, one of the questions that it raises is, like, if his father is a Nazi, whatever he did is indefensible. Like, you can't defend that. That's completely wrong. But it's like... Can you judge children by the actions of their parents? No, absolutely not. He was... Very warm and friendly, and he had obvious, real, yeah. real concern for our welfare. Yeah, you know, I think that on some level he probably thought we were nuts. <laughs> you yeah, know, anyone who's volunteering to say yeah. I'm going to camp in this blizzard, you know, yeah. uh, and you know, and he <clears throat> he showed us a day and a half of real hospitality. of course, um, yeah, and that. And that whole Nazi thing aside in terms of that kind of experience that I was looking for from travelling of staying in people's homes and seeing the way they lived that was very much the kind of thing that I was looking for that was like you know it's it's like
0: it wasn't an unpleasant experience not at Uh, at all not at all certainly a memorable one it was a memorable one it's a very nice experience it's like you know I don't not so much myself but you know I'm, I'm sure you don't but like you could almost feel conflicted about being feeling hospitable, hospitable and warm towards this guy, yeah. when at the very likelihood of his father being an Nazi. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean it's what So it's like,
1: it's, it produces a lot of very odd, conflicting emotions within yeah. you, um, yeah. and like I say, leaves a lot of these unanswered questions. Which, yeah. in many ways, it's quite a nice thing. It's quite nice to have yeah. the inconclusive, you know, just yes or no. Is
0: our ideologies? You know, you don't know. You know, you know. For example. Would, would it would been a different experience for me? Like if I, I would mean something at the roadside, you know, just just run me over, like you know, just carry you know,
1: on. Yeah, who knows? And you know, there's another interesting thing of like his three workers, who were obviously a father and the two sons. Yeah. Like, we asked him about who these other guys were that lived in the like the hut next door, and he was, and we were saying, are they your employees? And he was saying, they are my employees, but yeah. The Main guy, the one who could smoke a cigarette and chew the toothpick at the same yep. time, he said, They're my employees, but he's my best friend, you know. And right. you could imagine that living out there, it's a pretty isolated experience, you live yeah. in the middle of nowhere, yeah. Um, and the, yeah, this guy, although it was his employee, he was obviously dependent on his yeah. living, it was also his yeah. best mate, you know. And I how mean, the performance that
0: people form in those isolated places. places. I think some of the questions, I mean, some of the things that like. From what you've told me, you know, initially, some of the questions that I would have is kind of, was there any sort of like, was there any women or children? Or he said that he had two sons, neither of which lived with him. Right. So he must have had a wife at one
1: point. Um, yeah. I don't know. My Just assumption wasn't down with the Nazi lifestyle.
0: Too much racism in this episode. Yeah. My
1: assumption would be that the wife had died because those okay. are quite traditional. Societies, so yeah, divorce and things like that would not be very common, yeah. So, my assumption, assumption, and that's what it was, was that the wife had died. But yeah, he said they had two sons who didn't live on the farm, right? And so, I guess that, yeah, his, his life was with, yeah. these, with these guys, and they
0: God, it, well, yeah, absolutely, b- breed yeah, and just, horses. just just and just helping people as he goes along, and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: certainly, like, you know, my experience of traveling, and I've traveled in some pretty like wild places, yeah. Is that in those really isolated places they breed a sense of looking after each other. Yeah, you know that when you're in a place where there might but not be another house for another hundred yeah. miles, if you see a, somebody, yeah. you ask what's going on. You know, and you ask them yes, if yeah. they need anything, um, and if they do, and you can yeah. help them, then you give them that
0: help. Yeah, I think <laughs> we'll see. Like, you know, especially. I think this. I think this country, especially, you know, I think we've lost some of that sort of community, yeah. that idea of community. I think we're, we're so fractured. I think as well. I think the idea that, well, not the idea, the fact that it is such a isolated area. You know, you, you, you can't rely on like your next door neighbour just happens to come across you because your next yeah. door neighbour is like 20, 30 miles. Yeah, like, and I think you know, yeah. my mum. I, I think
1: you're right what you say about the kind of
0: fractured communities
1: we have here. I think in more rural places in Britain more like that I mean my mum yeah. lives um, in a very isolated rural community in Scotland okay. um, and the people there are a really tight communities so yeah. there was one point where I think something went wrong with their water supply and one of the local farmers yeah. brought on the back of his tractor like 500 litres of water oh <laughs> in God. the thing and just parked it outside her house so she had a water it's supply it's just a dumb thing isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah and, and so I think thing, that yeah. that kind of isolation although people are very few and far between yeah. It, reads a sense of community and looking after each other and that's certainly the feeling that we got from this guy was that we're two random people in the middle of nowhere
0: he just needed help he just needed help yeah Yeah. and he's
1: happy to give you help and if you imagine like you know when we when he when he said I'm going to take you you can come and stay on my farm yeah it's eighty kilometres off this way yeah right eighty kilometres
0: is not that far it's what 50, 60 miles maybe a bit so less than that just place like the yeah, the art end of Manchester he, isn't he, it yeah.
1: like so. and so he was like yeah I'll drive you there but on those roads that's still a two hour drive yeah you know? so out of his life he spent yeah. four hours driving us to and from his farm yeah. which he didn't need to do you've
0: got to look at from his point of view as well though it's something interesting for him as well (laughs) isn't it it's just kind of like not very often he's going to get two young guys like you know from England you know and you know Got an opportunity, like I'm sure he's had a conversation about certain things, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah You know, yeah. he's probably going to go back to his friends or his family. Oh, let's too to lovely, lovely. I'd like people. to think
1: that ten years later he's still yeah. saying to his best mate, yeah. oh, "Do you remember that time those two English people
0: came and stayed on the phone?" No, this is the thing, <laughs> though. Like, you know, the amount of people that I meet in, in my everyday life, in my you know, in my work and my photography oh. and things like that. You know, I meet wow. such an inordinate amount of people. You know, like six months down the line, someone go, "Hey, you're all right," and yeah. I'll be like. Uh, <laughs> I just can't quite remember who you are. I know I recognise you. Um, but for him, you know, he, he must meet maybe 80, 40 people. Yeah, yeah. He works, sleeps, meets you know, he basically lives with his best mates. Yeah, hangs out with the lads, yeah. yeah just hangs out with the children <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living the dream, of, you know. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's just unusual. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, you know, and you know the idea. Yeah, yeah. Of, I think when you again when you first told me about yeah. like you, you know, you've, you've met like basically possibly met the son of a Nazi, so yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa, this is mad me mind blow. Yeah. When you actually look into it and you look into the history of the country and you look into the history of the area, it's not really that much for them. You know, it's not, it's not, it wouldn't be like a leap, or a bound into the, into the impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, it's, it's very, very, again, it's, it's very much as part of their culture as well. You know, you, and like, it's a Catholic country as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's predominantly a Catholic country as well and looking at the history, the, the Catholics just don't come out well <laughs> in World War II whatsoever, I'm sorry, you know. i Like, my like, like, partner, she's a Catholic, and my daughter's Christian Catholic. Oh, yeah. I'm not, you know, but, you know, <laughs> to, each their own, to each their own, you know. But um, they just don't come well out of it at all. Yeah, you know, yeah, then yeah. They, they smuggle quite a oh, fair yeah. few. Um, Nazis that came out of it. Yeah. You know, you've got, like, Eichmann and uh, Klaus Barbie. That's like just two nasty, kind of, you know. The heard of. yeah. And they were the absolute waste. <laughs> and they they got they got smothered they got small up by like um, uh, the Catholic um, the Catholics through these ratlines yeah, that we yeah, told about yeah. before. But yeah, it's just you know it's just it must be so blasé for them. It must be, yeah. Must be. It, you know, it probably doesn't even enter into sort of a conversation with them and stuff. Um, one of the things that when you told me about this was, uh, you know. Again, me I you know my my precon my preconceptions about like, the the ideas of Nazism and South America were just like films that i would watched. So of things like you know the Voice from Brazil, yeah, yeah, and the Odessa File and things yeah. like that. I was just like you know what? Well, the Odessa
1: Files classic, isn't it? I mean that oh. start that starts with them I in mean, Argentina, doesn't yeah. It? yeah, 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 Ab-
0: absolutely. Um, and then it was like it was just like a, a strange leap of of it's like a small sort of pop culture reference it was, um, was it, X-Men um, the one that Matthew Vaughan directed um, it was when Michael yeah. Fassbender yeah but they go, they go to Jersey Germany and that as well yeah. and they go, well, they, they go to Argentina and like at the time it was kind of like oh, there's a big reference to sort of like boys from like Brazil, South America yeah, stuff like that and then wh- when you look into it, it's actually like a really really good piece of
1: writing. When we yeah. met up in the part before is about, you know, that the Israelis have sent lots of Mossad agents yeah. to South America yeah. to find escaped Nazi yeah. war yeah. criminals and they offer rewards as well, you know. If you can yeah. grass up a Nazi yeah. they'll... they'll they'll pay you for right. that and yeah. then, then, then they will expatriate that Nazi back yeah. to Israel to be put on trial for, for crimes. Do you reckon like the the there's still
0: any, any? well, they must be like touching in the 90s now.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll all be dead pretty soon. If they're not all yeah. dead now. because they are all gonna high-ranking
0: dead. Nazis they wanted, the yeah, younger yeah. ones, maybe not so much, like, but, yeah, I think the last one was like 2013, um, I, can't, I can't remember who it was who died, but. He's one of the last Nazis that, um, that, that they expatriated back into um, Israel. Yeah, Yeah. it's just, it's just, it's so crazy. Like, I mean, another thing that you said as well, and you're going back, you know, should the sins of the father be visited upon the children? Yeah. You know, and, you know, my opinion of it is, like, no, absolutely not absolutely not you know you, you, you can't help what sort of lifestyle you're born into and even you know as, as, long as, as long as at the end of the day it's not going to go around murdering people yeah. or anything like that you know <laughs> you, I, well, those become their own like, then, don't they you mate? know my, my views on sorts of ideas of race racism and things are somewhat complicated in the sense of that you know I, I, I do strongly believe in the idea that you know if, you, if you're a racist you know what be a racist but you know, I, I am. You know, you know. I'd, I'd rather for me, I'd rather somebody be racist to my face yeah. rather than just go, oh no, I'm not a racist, and then just do, you know, stop me from getting a job, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know, discriminating against me. Where it's gonna affect me in real world sort of consequences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know, it's kind of like it's again looking at, the, looking at the history of Argentina it's a pretty fucking fascist country, country.
1: Yeah. it's a pretty mad place to be honest with you I when you look at their history um, yeah. and you know I think the thing that the really what I was surprised about about particularly that whole kind of like Argentina Paraguay Chile was that like I don't know when, um, when I think of Latin America South America if I yeah. think about how I thought about it before I went there yeah. I imagined it to be kind of like what they call like kind of mixed native and Spanish people. Yeah. And then they're kind of like native people who live in the mountains in and yeah. Bolivia. and I've never really thought about like places like Argentina, Chile and Paraguay, they're kind of like they're kind of like the United States, right? Yeah. So they have all of these influx of immigrants from Europe, you know, yeah. so it's so, like, yeah, in Argentina, like we were discussing earlier, like before before we started recording this, but the idea, you know, there's these Welsh communities in Argentina, yeah. and they still they still speak Welsh there, um, and I stayed in, in a place in Chile, where, um, I stayed in this little guest house, um, and the people that we stayed with, although they were probably, again, in their 60s, uh, only spoke Spanish, Um, but they had like a picture on the wall and they they were Scottish descent so they had a picture of like their family going back a number of generations like all in tartans and and kilts and and kilts and things like like that you know they have these big immigrant populations that from Europe I mean you know my mum's side of the family they're all Scottish you know and so there's suddenly this like this link of where I was saying to the guy yeah. in Spanish, I have a kilt as well. Uh, and he yeah. was like, do you have a kilt? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I have a kilt. And they are like, doing all of this in Spanish, in Chile, you it's know. amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm not Scottish, yeah. but I have yeah. a Scottish link and he's not Scottish, he's Chilean, yeah. but he has this Scottish link. And so you yeah. have this kind of like... Thing that connects yeah. you even though it connects you yeah. from a hundred years ago or two hundred yeah. years ago or something like that but none of us is I
0: think absolutely you know what I think we forget you know like again you've got, you know not beating up on, on, on Britain or England or anything like that I'm not beating up on that but I think we forget our immigrants roots you know you've got like this um, you know we've just had the like local elections here and you have this complete capitulation of like UK because we're out of Europe and sort of thing I'm also like, it's, I just don't get it at all. You know, you have, like, these countries and these people who are very much Argentinian, yeah. very much Chilean or Paraguayan or, you know, Uruguayan, but they're also very proud of their immigrant roots as well. And that yeah. just that sits, like, really, really nice, really, really fine for them, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But there's no sort of conflict of interest or anything like that. So, you know... Going back to going back to your you know our original conversation is like you've obviously got like this like this guy who's died, just happened to be a German Nazi <laughs> and he's very proud of that idea but it fits very comfortably it sits very comfortably yeah. with his idea as an Argentinian.